0: Hi, this is Regeline Sabat, also known as Gigi. You're listening to Walk With Me podcast. My guest today is Zoe Abbott. Zoe is a financial consultant, entrepreneur, and leader in the financial services industry. Welcome to the show, Zoe.
1: Hi, thank you for having me.
0: You're welcome. It's an honor to have you here today. Now, why don't you start off by telling us about you and where you are from?
1: Awesome. Uh, So, I am based out of Clearwater, Florida, which is really close to Tampa. Uh, Central Florida, and uh, I was born in Iowa, <laughs> of all places. Um, I have been uh, I've been in Florida since I was a young kid, so I grew up here. And um, you know, prior to being in finance, I've been I've had my own financial services business for over six years now. Uh, prior to that, I actually worked in nonprofit counseling for more than ten years.
0: Fantastic! And tell yes. us what inspired you to get into the financial industry.
1: Well, twofold. One, I had a very uh, tumultuous upbringing financially. My father was an entrepreneur and we struggled with money quite a bit. Um, He actually went through three bankruptcies while I was growing up. So I experienced three bankruptcies, um, major ups and downs financially. When I was in the nonprofit sector doing counseling, uh, it was very, very apparent that people's main ruins and emotional issues had a lot to do with financial problems and relationships like, uh, sex, family, and so forth. And a lot of issues that people would have in relationships did stem from finance. So it was very, very real to me that this was an area that people really need education, help, and support in. So that's kind of what motivated me to get into it,
0: um, and find a way that I could help people in this area. I love how you mentioned the education aspect. How important yeah. financial literacy? Talk to us about that.
1: It's so, so important. I I it's amazing how much we do not learn in school about this stuff. Like it's it's absolutely amazing to me. It makes zero sense that we get so little financial education in school.
0: That's right. Very powerful. Yeah. That's more about your experience being an entrepreneur and some of the challenges you had to overcome in regards to being an entrepreneur.
1: Well, you know, when I started my business, um, the, the the real motivating factor, but, but for me getting into this business was I got pregnant and I had a daughter, and all of a sudden I needed to make money. I couldn't survive uh, on in a nonprofit situation anymore, and so. I had to look and see what was a business that I could do, uh, where I could help people because I'm very motivated by help. Um, but also I could be, you know, my own business owner and I could, you know, do my own schedule and take care of my daughter and raise her and so forth. And so that's how I came into this business. I found that I could, you know, get educated, get licensed, um, And if I was willing to work hard, then I could really create my own business and, and do very, very well at it. And that's really what I did. And I started six years ago out of my grandma's living room (laughs) and I've now built uh, a pretty, you know, nationwide business. I have, you know, and I have a couple offices now. I have over 50 licensed agents that work for me. Um, and it's just gone very, very well. So it's been awesome.
0: Wow, that is an incredible story. Very inspiring. Now, tell us more about your health journey and some of the challenges you face in regards to your health and and your weight. Talk to us about that.
1: Yeah, so I uh, battled with my weight from about the age of six years old is when I started kind of getting uh, overweight. And I had issues throughout my entire life. And at my heaviest, which is about two years ago, I, I was over 300 and about 320 pounds. So um, I've lost, like, more 160-plus pounds now um, and still going. Uh, It's been quite the journey the last two years. I was able to take what I've learned about helping people to build wealth, save, um, invest, you know, and get good with finance, and I was able to take that and apply it to health and weight loss. And by doing that, like, creating discipline series of actions that I do, you know, to get the result that I want, I was able to get that. And um, I literally halved myself and doubled my income in the same year. It's pretty amazing, actually. So um, I would just, you know, it, it did wonders for my self-confidence and just, you know, just doing better in life and, and feeling good about yourself and feeling like you could reach and all of that. It's very, very important.
0: I love it. Now you yeah. have to have the right mindset for that. I mean, let's yeah. talk about you lost over 160 pounds and transformed your yeah. relationship with your body. So yeah. talk to you about your mindset shift.
1: Well, you know, that is the most beautiful thing about being a human being. And that is the one thing that we all have in common. And it's just our superpower is our ability to make a decision and change our mind about anything at any given time. If you're going in a direction that you don't like or that you want to change, you could literally change it immediately. And at once, if you really wanted to, If you really believe that you could, and you decided to, you really could. So that is essentially what I did, you know? Um, and it, it, it wasn't easy necessarily at the beginning and I struggled a lot and I don't know how many times I failed and, you know, uh, lost weight and gained it and, and, and ran into all types of issues. But, um, The biggest thing was uh, I just kept getting myself back on track and, you know, putting one foot in front of the other and it's just like applying discipline and doing repetitive things over and over again. And it's the same thing with building wealth and being rich and having money is disciplined activities over and over and over again. There isn't like some secret pill or magic fruit or anything like that. It's literally like you get out of bed and you brush your teeth, (laughs) you know, it's like Routine, discipline, activity over and over and over and over and over again,
0: pretty much. Love it. Put in the work. And you talk about failing. Talk to us how important it is. It's okay to fail. Some individuals don't understand that. Talk to us about that.
1: Well, it's only a failure if you don't get back up again and you keep going. You know, it's not, it's all part of the process. You know, uh, you only fail when you give up. So if you never give up, you never fail.
0: I love it. That's the facts, Very powerful. Now, what is your why that keeps you going?
1: Um, You know, I would say I have a lot of whys. Uh, My daughter is a big one. You know, I want to be around for her and I want to create a life for her and I want to be successful for her um, and myself. You know, I have goals and dreams and uh, I want to enjoy my life. I think most people want to be happy and enjoy themselves. And so anything that's going to help me do that better i'm gonna stick to
0: amazing now tell us more about an aha moment that you experience on your life journey
1: um aha moment let's see i will say that like i battled a lot with my weight and i yo-yo dieted i went up and down i think the last thing that was holding me was that um when I was like 320 pounds, it was really hard for me to actually conceive of the idea that I could ever get down to where I wanted to be. Like the idea of it was so daunting, like the idea of losing more than a hundred pounds. I mean, think of how much of a struggle people have trying to lose 10 to 30 pounds, right? But like, let alone a hundred plus, right? But the last thing that was holding me in place was like one of the reasons I wanted to lose weight was I wanted to feel good about myself. I wanted to feel beautiful and confident and not withdrawn and low self-esteem and all that stuff. And I was worried that if I lost hundred pounds, I would just be like this deflated sack of skin balloon, you know, and, and I'm really honest about this. I mean, it's like, obviously health is important and it is important to me, but there's that also that vanity aspect of it. And And not just because of the vanity, it's really a confidence thing. Like, if I hate the way that I look and I can't stand the sight of myself or I can't love myself or whatever, it's just hard. Like, that's not going to make me feel any better about myself, 100 pounds more or less, you know? And I saw this girl on Instagram who was heavier than me at her heaviest. She was like 380. She lost 200 pounds. She was a lot taller than me, but. And she was around my age. She was a little bit like around the same age in her late 20s or whatever, or mid, late 20s. And I looked at it and I was like, and I saw her do this. And then she lost all the weight. And then she went and she got skin removal surgery and plastic surgery and all that stuff. And she looked amazing, fantastic afterwards. And I was like, oh, wow, that's an option. I never even had thought about that. And I don't think people should change their body or do plastics or whatever for anybody else. But there's no shame in wanting to feel good about yourself and look your best. And if you want to change or alter any part of your body, that's great, especially if it's your decision. And I realized like, oh my gosh, I can be healthy, lose all that weight. And I can do that and feel great about myself too. And so after I lost about 150 pounds as a reward for myself, I got some skin removal surgery. I I didn't do breast implants. I didn't do any of that stuff, which is okay if you want to. But just taking, just getting rid of that extra like flappy thing that was left over and just having like, you know, a tight, you know, like no loose skin thing. Oh my gosh. It made me feel so much better about myself. I just felt confident. I I like the way that I look. You know, I'm not hundred percent. I, I think it's very hard. Even people that you would think have the most amazing body still have like things that they want to change about or improve. I think that's normal, like wanting to constantly improve yourself, but you know, feeling like I'm like 90% there and feeling good about myself and that I can feel like I look great and I feel great. Huge, huge. Cause then with that came confidence, feeling like I could talk to people. I didn't have to have low self-esteem. I, I didn't feel bad about myself, you know? Um, and you can obviously love yourself with your skin, you know, and this is, again, it's a personal thing, but for me, I needed that. And when I saw that I could do that, then I was like, Okay, I had no excuses anymore. I was just going to go for it. And I'm so glad that I did and I feel so great and I I love that I accomplished what I did, you know, and what I have and and I continue to work at it too, you know. I still have in my estimation maybe another 20 pounds or something of and at this point it's more of a look than a number for me. Like I want to, you know, build muscle here and, you know, Whatever. But it gives me something to constantly try to achieve or get better or improve because that drives me like to to constantly improve myself and uh, get better in some area of my life is always what I'm going for. You know?
0: Yes, ma'am. This is a great topic that you bring up in regards to the skin removal. Yeah. That's listening in today. What would you do to those folks who are considering taking that option in regards to skin removal?
1: Well, I mean, listen, uh, I consulted different surgeons for about one or two years while I was going through my journey before I settled on the one that I did. Um, I think that I've seen people, too, that just embraced, embraced it and they love it and they're proud of their loose skin and stuff like that. And I'm power to you, you know, power to you. You don't have to. This, would, this is like a completely a personal decision for me i chose to do it because you know i really want to be able to enjoy my body still i'm in my early 30s uh and it's how i feel about myself you know um it's it's kind of like do you it's a car it's like your car it's like do you want to give your car a paint job you know would you like it to be souped up you know do you want to get you know it's like it's it's a hundred percent up to you if you just look at your body as your car then there's a lot less of emotion that you have to have attached to it either way. You know, you could be totally fine with a, you know, uh, one model of a car or you could really like that luxury, you know, souped up, super nice paint job. You know, it's like it's completely up to you what you like and what you feel comfortable in,
0: you know. Yes, ma'am. Great analogy. Now, let's talk about social media and weight challenges today and mental health yeah, so those individuals who compare themselves to others on social media and if it affects their mental health. Talk to us about that, Zoe.
1: Okay, so I've always, even at my worst, I usually didn't make myself feel bad uh, comparing to someone else. I always tried to compare myself to myself. Um, and i and I think that's the best thing to do is compare yourself to yourself. I think it's good. I mean, I definitely got inspiration. I, when I look at some girls on social media, it gives me a goal. Like, oh, I really want to have a body that looks like that. And what do I have to do to do that? And, you know, let's be real. Like there's, even with the best surgeons in the world, uh, I'm not going to be... it's not really a realistic target or goal for me to try to make myself look like Kendall Jenner or something like, for example. And, and that's fine. It's not even a goal of mine, to be honest. It's not really what I'm going for. Um, but you know, I can, I can use that as inspiration for me to get as close to that as possible for myself. And here's the thing, we all have different bodies and there's a lot of, there's so much beauty in the human body to be honest with you. And there's so many different body types and you should just be the best version of yourself. You know, I am, I have, I'm a, I'm a petite curvy girl. Like even if I, you know, got my numbers down super, super low, I will never look like some people and that's okay. I just want to look like the best version of myself. I'm never going to have that willowy ballerina body and that's okay. And, and not, and here's the thing, everyone it like beauty is in the eye of the beholder. And for girls out there that are like worried, trust me, there are people out there that will love you for whatever you look like, trust me, there's 6 billion people on this planet, you know? <laughs> and for girls that are a little bit thicker, that's kind of in right now, let's be honest, you know? Like, I definitely haven't uh, noted. I've noticed that I have no issues with my body um, in terms of, you know, having men interested or anything like that. Um, not that that matters anyway, you should just be happy with yourself. But um, yeah, just try to be the best version of you. Let's be honest. Like that's that's all you can really go for and hope for. It doesn't comparing to others is something that I've at least been pretty good at not getting myself into, and you shouldn't.
0: Exactly, I agree one hundred percent. And ladies and gentlemen, you heard it here today from Zoe. Aim to look like the best version of yourself. Yeah. I love it. Very very <laughs> powerful. Now, yeah. Zoe, what is your best advice to the audience for walking with purpose and living a life of happiness?
1: So I think that everyone should have as their goal to be able to live to work as opposed to work to live. And the way that you do that is you focus on, you know, your joy and your happiness and enjoyment and uh, get yourself financially free and stable. And there's so many ways to do that. Um, I think building a business for yourself or going into business for yourself and being able to create your own money and being able to get some uh, education on investments or connect up with people that can help you with that is really key. Um, because once you've got that, like the money thing, getting that kind of uh, under control really puts you in a position where you can create on other things and you can do things of your own choosing. I really uh, put myself in a place where I can live to work as opposed to work to live. And I love that, you know, and I get to spend a lot more time doing things that I enjoy and I don't have to do things that I don't like. And I don't work with people that I don't like, and I don't do things that I don't like to do. Um, whereas I think before I was, uh, less financially set up, I felt like I didn't have those freedoms. So, um, I think that's really, really important, you know?
0: Yes, ma'am. Very uplifting. Now you mentioned starting a business for yourself as well. Talk to us a little bit about that individual who may be a perfectionist, who may be listening in right now, who's not wanting to start their website right now or launch because they're they're in fear of their perfection. But we all know it's all about progression, not perfection. What's your best advice to those folks?
1: I mean, I would say that I tend to be a bit of a perfectionist and I don't believe in doing things in a slop manner. I think anything that you do should be professional, but you got to also be willing to put yourself out there and get going even when things are not hundred percent perfect because you can always perfect and improve as you go. And, uh, I feel like getting into action is the most important thing. And there's there is a point where it's acceptable and that you can kind of grow and improve from there.
0: I love it. And how important is it to show up for yourself?
1: Show for yourself. I mean, that's the most important thing. Like you're there for you. This is your life. You know, you are the creator of your own universe. So, you know, you really you got to do it. What else are you going to do? Right. Yes,
0: ma'am. Zoe, thank you so much for being a guest on Walk With Me podcast. Now, where can the audience find you?
1: So I'm the Zoe Abbott across the boards everywhere. Um, That's Z-O-E-A-B-B-O-T-T, so two B's, two T's. Um, You can find me, the Zoe Abbott, on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. Um, my website is www.thezoeavitt.com. Uh, people can reach out to me. They can find out about working with me or being on my team. They can find out about getting my consultation services or from a member of my team. Um, and yeah, you can connect up with me and I pride myself on being pretty accessible. So generally speaking, I'm still the one that answers most of my messages. Um, sometimes it will go through my assistant first. Uh, but yeah, I mean, i love what I do. And, you know, my, my game, my vision, my goal, my dream at this point is to help other people to achieve that level of financial stability and confidence, security, so that they can, um, you know, live their life, enjoy, achieve their
0: dreams, etc. Thank you, Zoe. Yeah. Now, ladies and gentlemen, make sure to check out Zoe at thezoeabit.com. That's the- T H E Z O E A B B O T T dot com. And Zoe, so again, thank you so much for being a guest on Walk With Me podcast. Yep, Thanks bless. for having me, Gigi. You're welcome.